We all have our moans and groans in Speedway, don't we? Some are legitimate and some perhaps are rather petty. However, Speedway is not known as the family sport for nothing. And it goes without saying that we at the Speedway Tavern wish Peter Hill all the very best after last week's horror crash at Edinburgh. Only in Speedway. Well, uh, good evening and welcome to the Speedway Tavern, still the only fully interactive podcast. And still the best one. And still the best one, absolutely. And the most handsomest people, apart from Mike. Well, <laughs> there you go. Well, Mr. Shrek over there went for that <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Rooney over there went for that. <laughs> uh, any more? Any more for any more? Uh, good evening. Well, it's. Um, I suppose we should start with. Um, Squeaky bum time. Yes, again. For, for, yeah, for Wolverhampton. I, I, before we go any further, actually, I, I do not. I would like to tell you that our special guest tonight is drum roll. No, it's not drum roll. Oh, hang on, I've got. I've, <laughs> you I've, have got a drum roll. I've, I've, I've got more than. I've got a uh-huh. fanfare somewhere. I think. I think. Well, maybe. Maybe I haven't. Maybe, maybe you haven't. haven't. Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, we ain't got time for that. Oh, for goodness' sake. Everybody now, thinks it's Ty, everybody now thinks it's Ty Woffington or Star Wars. <laughs> it's uh, Stuart Dixon from uh, Birmingham and Leicester, of course. So he'll be on in about 15 minutes or Excellent. so. Uh, so if you have any questions for him, shove that up on your, sta- on the, your shout box. Back to Wolverhampton. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, as I say, squeaky bum time again. Um, very, very good performance from Leicester. They were the better team, lot, as, as with Peaceborough a couple of weeks, two or three weeks ago. Really, they should have won the meeting. Um, wasn't a very nice way to win the meeting. A really horrible crash in the last tape with um, with Max Frick. He just seemed to lose control coming out of the last bend. Um, they'd, they'd got the meeting won. Mm. You know, they were they were obviously going to get the seat. They were going to get what they needed in the superheat. Um, and uh, but I mean, the track was was very very difficult last night. There was a you know a couple of riders that were losing control coming out of the, both the first bend and the last bend mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm. I know they obviously had issues in the in the build up, obviously with the uh, with the weather, um, but no excuses. I think it's it's the same for for both teams. And but again, good strength of character from Wolves to sort of dig in and, and pull the results out of the uh, out of the bag. But with, uh, a bit, a bit, with a bit of luck, yeah. with a bit of luck, and a, a, obviously a lot of people talking about Rory's lines. Um, very good start in, in yeah, thirteen heard, and fifteen. Yeah, I did um, hear that. Mm. Difficult, it was difficult. I mean, I was I stand fairly close to the tapes, and it was. It, you know, at first glance, it was difficult to see whether he actually just made a brilliant start or whether he had got a roll. I'd mm-hmm. love to see it back. To be fair, I haven't had a chance yet, but uh, but it's uh, it's uh, more points in the bag. Leicester obviously get the points there. I think. I mean, obviously, we'll be talking to Stuart Dixon in a bit, won't we? I think mm-hmm. I think he'll have been disappointed in the end that they didn't get the. Get, yeah, I mean, I will ask him. That's certainly one of the questions yeah. we'll be asking him. But, but uh, it's all getting very tight at the moment in the uh, in the Premiership, and I think. Uh, I think one or two teams are beginning to look rather worryingly towards um, Ipswich. Ipswich, who've <laughs> yeah. suddenly gone on a bit of a charge, haven't they? They've gone mad. They, they didn't have a great win. They didn't have a, a comfortable win, as you probably would have thought they would have done at Peterborough last night, mm. but they've they still got the points. Um, 
and obviously they've got to come to Monmore Green in a couple of weeks' time, and that's going to be that's going to be a pretty tough meeting again for for Wolves. Another um, uh, another super heat. Do you think? Are you are you getting to like these super heats that you keep winning? I've liked the, well, I've liked, <laughs> I didn't like the first two because we lost them both, yeah. but the, the second two have been there. But uh, they've obviously got uh, meetings. They've still got a two-way meetings. They've got to go to Kingsley and they've got to go to Leicester. That's going to be a pretty interesting key one. one yeah. uh, and they've also got Kingsley at home as well. So and Wolves at home. Uh, no, sorry, sorry Kingsley away and Wolves uh, at home. Yep. So it's going to be. Uh, yeah. going to be there. I think that's probably going to be a big advantage for Ipswich. The fact that they've got Kingsley in mm. twice. So mm. um, have Kingsley actually managed to win a match yet this year? <laughs> I don't think they have. Have they? I yet. don't think they have. I'm not sure if somebody out there will tell us. Right, we'll have a listen. Yes, they um, have. They've won one. They won. They beat um, Peterborough. Funnily enough, <laughs> of course. So, right, we'll we'll have a look at the shout box. There's a few people on yeah. there. But I think that's I think that's going to be a big thing for any, any team that's looking. If they've got if they've got to go to Kingsland twice and they've still got to go to Peterborough once or twice, then that's mm. going to be you know a big advantage for them because there's such a big gulf between. Them, those two sides and, and the rest of the division. Although when you look at Peterborough's side on paper, it doesn't look too bad, does it? Now, does it? It looks fairly strong, but yes. just not getting any luck. No. Really, I, I can think of another team that's that's the same as well. But <laughs> we'll we'll probably touch on that at some point. Um, right decision to cancel Birmingham uh, Plymouth last week. Uh, I believe so. I mean, I wasn't in the area, of course, but uh, didn't have I, any rain nah. <laughs> all day. But it was forecast. There was a lot of rain on the Tuesday. I believe there was a lot, a lot of yeah. rain on the Tuesday and on the Monday and yeah. on the, the Sunday. And I, I, I would imagine it would have taken a, a lot of work to get it to get it right. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we'll go to the shout box. Uh, Elliot Hunt. Hi everyone. Back home as ground track all covered earlier than usual. Smart stuff. Well done, lads. Um, Rich Thomas, evening, Dave Twine, uh, ouch. Rich Rich Thomas has got an echo, don't tell everybody, otherwise they'll all want one. Uh, Dave Twine says, I ain't got one. Uh, I ain't now. God, it's an interesting conversation. Yes. (laughs) Plymouth versus Berwick postponed 15 minutes ago due to track issues. I'm I'm getting concerned about Plymouth at the moment. They don't seem to be having any luck at all, do they? They've, They've had a really poor season. Um... And you know, I mean, they've gone weeks without a match as well. You know, yep. they, it, it's not good for clubs at this time of the year to be going weeks without matches because this is the prime time of the season. With Absolutely, the kids being off. and we'll talk a little bit about about what Birmingham are planning yep. um, in tomorrow's meeting, which is interesting, and it'd be interesting also in the size of that to see what other tracks are doing as well. Yep. Uh, ben Clifton, evening lads. Any chance of plugging a sponsored walk from Ashford, Kent to Cardiff Speedway GP, raising money for Mine McMillan and Speedway Benfund that my friend Charlie and I are attempting this month? Many thanks. I believe Ben, you're going to come on the show and talk about that, aren't you? But there's your plug. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to put? You should put a link up as well for anybody to if they want to sponsor. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Hunt says the sound keeps going. I can't see. I've, I've had a look. I can't mm. see any lagging anyway. So. Uh, Brian Reeson, a name I think I've not, not heard before on our shout box. Uh-huh. Uh, Emil is world class, just so exciting to watch wherever track he rides. I think, yeah, we, we've commented on that before. He's a great shot in the arm from British Speedway. I think show. so. And I think he's, he's, he's obviously very, very approachable as well. He's mm. been brilliant with, with supporters. You know, he's, he's spent a lot of time with them signing autographs and things like that. And that's, that's good to see. Uh, Dave Twine, my sound is fine. Elliot Hunt, sound okay. Now, Eric Parson, disappointed on houses planned for Birmingham Speedway site. Good luck for Birmingham finding new home. That's not actually factually accurate as I understand it. There has been no planning 
permission source. There's just been plans issued, but no. No, no planning permission to... source, and nothing's been um, uh, said about yes or no on that one. So, um, yeah, we all keep our fingers crossed, but I think there's there's more imminent issues. Uh, at, at least, uh, at least with Birmingham, there's a there's obviously a grace period by the signs because it's mm. not going to happen. In, I mean, the lease is up on the, the the current lease is up for 2026, I think. So. I don't know. But, I, think, I yeah. think so. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not like for, for the greyhound. Not like you're getting a few months mm. like we have. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Uh, uh, Plymouth versus Berwick riders did not test track until an hour had gone. Should have seen the crowd's faces as they left the track. Not great. Yeah. Uh, be ashamed to lose Peterborough Superb Racing last night. The new pole top scored last night. Yeah, I think they've pretty much confirmed. But now Peterborough aren't going to be um, certainly not going to be running at the showground in yeah. 2024. Yeah. The Bellevue versus Sheffield meeting last night was a great advert for speed. Like all riders, not giving an inch on track. Yeah, I've got it typed. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to be uh, watching it when I get a chance. Looking yeah, to watch same it here, same here. Uh, a track on South at Plymouth. We've been told. Goth, they're all coming uh, quick and thick and fast. Uh, Speedway probably finished by 2026, says Rich Thomas. Well, there's a nice positive outlook. Uh, more uh, about ML Saifutinoff being class and something about Basso being back to form, but I can't see all of that. Here you go. Okay. Oh, hello. Really good meeting at Peterborough last night. Patrick. Watched it Thank you. <laughs> Impressive in only his second meeting. 12 points beat Doyle in one heat. Saifutinoff, different class with the maximum. Doyle and Bomber, disappointing. Yeah, he- Basso back to form. He beat Dorf on the back, I think. So mm. it's pretty, uh, pretty impressive for his second meeting. He's obviously, a, he's obviously a, a, a class act. So excellent. Right, so um, let's have a little talk about Birmingham because we'll be talking to Stuart Dixon in about five minutes. Um, I'm going to read from their uh, website. This is what Birmingham are doing. As you mentioned, it's always good to have meetings at this time of year if it's not rained off. Yep. Sod's law it is. More decided than watching you try to work your phone anyway. So. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Is he on silent, by the way? No, no. I'm busy. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing producer work here. Right, so... Um, Birmingham kickstarts a crucial run of fixtures when they host Red Car at Perry Bar uh, tomorrow. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They currently sit three points behind the sixth-placed Edinburgh in the standings, but know the results of their three remaining home fixtures will have a big sight in their hopes. It's strange that it's still possible. It should be. It should it be. It should be. really be the <laughs> no, season. It's ridiculous. Bromish suffered heavy defeats at Perry Bar at the hands of Glasgow and Paul last month and no much improved performances are required against another strong red car side. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, talking about Josh Pickering. Okay, so... Ah, right. There will be a children's entertainer providing plenty of fun and activities, including a picture trail hunt, whilst Brummy Bear will be joined on TV's, by TV's very own Bluey and Marshall from Poor Patrol. And the pits will also be open from 6.45, where riders will be available for photographs and autographs. Um, and they go on to talk about um, the Centre Green experience. I mean, they're really trying hard to attract families in, into their journeys. They are. They're, they're Birmingham are one of the better clubs for doing it, to be fair. I think there's a lot of clubs that are sort of, some clubs that are doing better than others in trying to bring mm. younger younger fans through because they're the future at the end of the day. They can't can't keep relying on the uh, 
on the on the old timers to come keep coming no, forever. We ain't, so. ain't going to last much longer. Um, so, I mean, does any are, what are your what is your club doing to try and uh, attract people? So, what's your club doing to try and attract? People. I haven't seen very much to be fair. Mm. I mean, there's unfortunately, as I've alluded to as well, there's there's only you know two or three meetings in August at Mummer all season, right. which is disappointing. Certainly, when I know when I was when I was growing up, there was a meeting every week mm. at Mummer in, in the summer holidays. They had, they had to be. They you know it was it was prime time. Um, but um, you know I, th- I do I do worry that a lot of these clubs just seem to go down the the route of let's just throw open the doors and hope everybody, hope hope everybody people comes in. You can't yeah. you can't operate like that. No, you've got to go and do the and do the the groundwork and get these mm-hmm. people into stadiums or watching it on the streams, and then um, they might get attracted by watching it on the streams and then think, well, I'll go and see what it's like for yeah, real. Yeah, I mean, from Birmingham's point of view, you've got you've got to be absolutely honest and say. A team as unsuccessful as they have been. Yeah. One home meeting one this yeah. year. I think I'm right in saying. Um, that's not going to help protract anybody, is it? That's the problem. I mean, yeah. we're all living in a world now where everything's costing so much money. You know, people just haven't got the spare cash now to be throwing at uh, yeah. going to watch a, a team that's losing every single mm. week. Unfortunately, people have got people have got other things that they need to be sort of. Having said that, um, I think we've got half a chance tomorrow. If everybody rides as they ride against Gunthorpe, for instance. Yep. Well, well, I think the big thing for Birmingham is going to be will the, will the Danny King that guessed it for Birmingham a few weeks turn up, mm. or will it be the Danny King that normally uh, turns up at Perry Bar and cleans up? So, yeah, well, let's hope for that. Um, I, Got to hope that he feels he owes us one. I think. Well, I think certainly they'll they'll have to take a lot of confidence from that performance at Scunthorpe because even though it wasn't a win, it was a much much improved performance mm-hmm. last week. Um, so should Ryan Douglas move tracks? I've been asked uh, to further his career. Simon Corbett. He still like hasn't mastered. He still hasn't mm-hmm. mastered it yet. I, I thought he was about twelve months ago, but he seems to have sort of slipped back a little bit. I mean, he was brilliant at. Peterborough got you know a paid eighteen point maximum, but he always rides mm. Peterborough very well. He's good on the big tracks, but still finding finding it a little bit lacking on the small tracks. And I, I think the same thing with with um, with Leon Flint as well. He's, uh, I mean, he's had you know a couple of years now at Monmouth, and he still has he's still not consistent mm. enough around around the track. And you know, you would think after two years, you know, it's all it's all it's all very well saying well he's he's not he's you know he's he's used to the bigger tracks but he's been riding on a small track for quite a sustained period of time now and he's yeah I mean if he's going to push if he's going to push on as a rider he has to improve that I remember <clears throat> the end of last year he was quite excited about hopefully keeping Liam Flint um, yeah possibly you might not have that same opinion at the end of this year uh, I, I've got my doubts about him now mm. to be fair he hasn't kicked on. In, in any of the divisions, no, he's really. not. He's not had a great season for Berwick, has he? Really, but that happens. To be fair. Though. I mean, that happens. Yeah, but it's 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 concerning because he's definitely got. I mean, you, you'll you'll know yourself from mm. when he rode at Birmingham. He made such a huge impression that season oh, that he yeah. that he rode for for the for Birmingham. But okay, yes, it was in the national league, but you were thinking then what well, this this guy's got the potential to mm. be a really really big star. And I think mm. I, I know I was I was delighted when Wolves signed him. A lot of Wolves fans who <laughs> didn't know much about him. Um, when we signed him, we very quickly sort of thought, we looked at this guy and thought, this this guy's got the potential to really kick on, and he hasn't done it as of yet, mm. unfortunately. 
Well, hopefully there's still time. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, he's one of my favourite. Michael Michael Duke says I take my seven year old daughter every single week down Perry Bar. They do a brilliant job with the entertaining and the Cubs Club. She loves attending, so that's brilliant. Good. And on that note, um if all the technology is working, um we should have Stuart Dixon on the phone. Are you there, uh, Stuart? I am there. Fantastic. It worked it worked. First time. Well done, Webby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the hang of it after thirteen years. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, so Stuart, obviously, um, hello, thank you very much for coming on, on the show tonight. Um, team manager of uh, two red and yellow teams. Yep. Yeah, which is fortunate, I guess. Um, so we, we'll talk a little bit about Leicester uh, on May 1st, um, particularly in light of yesterday's match, which must have been a double-edged sword for you. You had it one to the last corner of the superheat, and you probably was a bit annoyed that you didn't win it before the superheat. However, you probably would have accepted that result before the meeting. So how do you sort of assess that? Yep, I don't think you're far wrong. Uh, your comment. I um, When we were eight points up, I always, always felt that Wolverhampton would come back in it because they had a run of eight, one and three, which were certainly more advantageous than, than, than two and four on the night. But both teams obviously... You know, we get a fair share of one and three as well. Mm-hmm. But I had looked at the programme and I thought they were going to come back in there at some point. Um, we, uh, we, we, I don't know how to use the word, we threw Well, we were unfortunate. We lost a couple of points. We won a 5 1 in heat two. And Jake Allen lifted on that last bend as well. Max Strike obviously done it in, in the super heat. But as, as much as it was disappointing to, you know, to, 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 to knock him away with another extra point, we got two. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more a relief to see Max Strike up, even though he was, he was a bit bloodied about the nose. He was a bit stiff and sore. But I contacted him today with neck and that, but he thinks he'll, he'll be good in a couple of days' time. So, you know, there was a, a slight tinge of disappointment that we never got the, the actual win on the night. Uh, but we got two points. And as the most important was Jake Allen and Max Strike both walked away from the scary-looking crash. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I, I imagine as well you you was pleased with the sort of response given the uh, Ipswich loss at home as well. Yeah, we were. I was, it, was, it was intriguing to find out, you know, how we're going to bounce back. I, I'm glad that we did. The Ipswich one, as I said at the time, was a one-off. We had about four or five riders who just all at the all in the one night decided to have an off night. These, you know, these things happen, but you don't normally get as many at the one time. Uh, I think the riders... Uh, from my team showed their character under challenging conditions last night. You know, but both both teams gave a really good goal and the track did get better to make my own. So very pleased that um we're, we're showing that we that was hopefully that was a one off against that switch and we bounced back last night accordingly, yeah. I think really Stuart, there seems to be a few teams in that top four that are, are on edge after Ipswich's win at, at Leicester last week because People have looked at their team at the start of the season and thought, well, they're, they're going to be strong, particularly in the big heats with, with Emil and, and Doyley, but it hasn't really clicked into the, into the gear yet, but they've started getting some really good results. I think the difference has been is when Danny King scores, um, and I'm not going to pop it, Danny, but when he scores, they, they, they're a really, really tough team to beat. Eric Riff on last night's showing looks as if he's now beginning to come to the party. Um, they have mm-hmm. made a late charge, um, and I would say I keep an eye on all the fixtures. I know they've still to go back to Peterborough, they've still to go back to King's Lynn. And so they've got meetings there that they'll be targeting more away wins. They, um, you know, it's, I suppose it's good for the league in general. You've got five teams 
looking to win to four places, and that simply won't go. So somebody's going to miss out. So we can only keep doing our job at Leicester, um, and we went to Sheffield on Thursday night, looking to see if we can keep it as close as we can there as well. Uh, but um, it, it's getting exciting, definitely, as yeah. And you've got some tough matches to come up as well, really, because you've still got to go to Bellevue as well. And, of course, you've got probably what might be a key one against Ipswich as well. Yeah, we're going to go to Bellevue. We will be holding a 14-point lead on that meeting because we're better 52-38. So, at worst, I'd like to think we can get a point there, which uh, these, these what I call the hidden points, you know, that aggregate point, you go to a track and maybe you lose or whatever, but you come away with a point. They they can add up and make such a difference to the league table. Uh, as you say, we'll certainly go to Ipswich as well. Uh, I think the aggregate bonus point will certainly be out of the question there on that one. But if we can go there and put in a much better performance, it'll be good. We've still got Wolves to come at home, Sheffield to come at home, uh, Kings Leonard still to come at home. So there's a chance to pick up some more points at home where we have been pretty good, apart from that one blip against Ipswich. Yeah, you, you must um, also, I'm looking at Dan Thompson's scores at the moment, you, he's probably grimacing a little bit about that, both from Birmingham's point of view and from Leicester's point of view. Uh, no, I'm certainly not. I look at Drew Kemp and he won two races last night at Wolverhampton. Uh, he's scoring very well for us. Our reserves at 14 last night. Uh, it would have been 16 if Jake Allen hadn't fell off. Dan's doing well. Maybe shake-up getting left out of Leicester has done him a world of good mm-hmm. he's starting to show his, his true potential absolutely okay um, so if this is Leicester's first season back in uh, the top flight uh, for a few years now uh, you must be more than happy with the way things are going playoff place more than a possibility yes we are there's, there's no doubt about it we are I don't think at the start of the season we were everybody's favourites to be in the top four I think most folk predicted is Maybe we're in sixth or seventh position. Uh, nobody can ever quite tell, and, and everybody's entitled to their, their thoughts and views and opinions on that. That's what, that's what it's all about. It'd be a boring world if, if nobody made predictions. Um, I quite like looking at them, especially if we can manage to put people wrong. Um, we were sitting in joint second place with Wolves. It's, it has been good. I think the achievement, and I, I know I'm, and I'm, I'm not playing it down, it's to it's see if we can finish in the top four. Because, you know, it looked three weeks ago as if it was going to be a plain sailing, you know, but Ipswich have came from nowhere almost, um, and it's going to be tight. But the, the, the ambition at the club at the start of the season was was to reach that top four. That that was basically our big goal for the season. And if we can do that, it's been a very good return for us in the top flight. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know whether you uh, are aware of uh, how we do things on the programme, but we do have a shout box that people uh, put their questions on. So I'm going to be fielding some of those questions to you as well. Uh, this no one's from uh, Julian Lapworth. He, said, uh, he says, Super heat needs scrapping. Wolves not good enough to win the last two home meetings in 15 each, yet end up winning both. What's wrong with a point apiece? I, I can't disagree with that. I've always said that Julian makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think, you know, it's, it's a draw. I mean, you have a draw, sports, football, you know, sort of thing you look at. Speedway, the super heat. I, I don't, I don't know uh, where it came from. Uh, I think I did voice my opinions at the AGM that I wasn't in favour of it. Something I love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we can't all agree with each other. But for me, I, I thought a draw was, was, was the right result. To get a super heat, I, I don't know. It's a bit kind of, it's a bit, uh, how can I put it? Um, I, I don't know. I'm not saying it's a farce, but it just, it makes it kind of, it's a knockout sort of thing, competition. Yeah, and yeah, for just, me, 
For me, it's no, de- no the answer, no. It does feel like they're sort of controlling a result, doesn't it, really, Stuart? Well, we say we do. We worked yeah. very hard last night, and, you know, and so many things, there was an opportunity for, for, for another point for either team, but I don't know why we just carry after 50 races except it's a point each. And I, unless they get an extra point for the aggregate, it, 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 it seems. I mean, that goes down as a loss last night in the British Speedway League table column for for us, you know, in the Premiership, which is quite hard to take. But um, I, I don't make the rules up, unfortunately. Uh, Michael Jukes has a, um, an interesting point. I think. Do you think the superheat should still happen when the aggregate score is the same? I think there's, there's maybe more need for it then. If, if, if it has to be, I think that that would be something we could certainly look at. Yeah, but for me, that that's all it would be for. If there's an aggregate score, then if a super heat, you know, if it's ninety ninety after thirty races, I think it makes more sense then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've also had um, a question that I'm not actually going to put to you, but I feel I should comment on it. Um, there's a there's a gentleman on our shout box wants you to make a comment about um, a statement that Chris Harris hasn't yet put out. <laughs> So I can't, I can't with it, with all honesty, um, do that. But that's why I'm not uh, uh, putting it to Stuart because you're asking him to comment on something that hasn't actually happened yeah. yet. So um, yeah, um, okay. Uh, Michael Jick says uh, Poland misses a trick with some sort of superheater runoff when the aggregate score is the same. So yeah, um, let, let's move on to um, uh, Birmingham, if I may. Uh, yep. Yeah, you, jo- you joined Birmingham. What? Four or five weeks ago now, something like that. Doesn't time flow when you're having fun? Yep. <laughs> um, now, we've got a tough match against Redcar tomorrow. Um, how do you see that? Is that a must win for Birmingham? Yes. Simple answer. It's a, yeah. must, it's yeah. a must win. Um, we, we know, you know, looking at it, they're, they're a good side. Um, I think they've got a very good heat leader trio. Uh, I noticed Connor Bailey. In fact, I actually watched the, the meeting. Uh, the Eurosport meeting on YouTube earlier on tonight. Uh, Connor Bailey playing for Bellevue, racing really, really well. Um, Jason Edwards, I like Daniel Hume. They, they've got a good team. Um, they're going to come to Berwick, Terry Bar. Let's not make any mistake. They will be targeting away win. That's just the nature of the business when you look at a league table. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be targeting away win. We we need to give a sort of Berwick-like performance we gave in my first meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can all write their potential... I think we could cause an upset, yeah. Okay, so I mean, that, I, I feel exactly the same. Um, but we sort of need the good Birmingham to show up and not the the, the Birmingham that sort of showed up against Paul, really. Yeah, yeah uh, well, without a doubt. I mean, we, we, every manager will say the same thing. You're, you're striving for consistency. I think a rider will say that as well. Uh, Paul Stark drops to reserve um, tomorrow night and he's got a big part to play in the meeting. He mm. was on a New engine, I believe. Uh, I just don't thought but I last away meeting a week past on Friday. Uh, he looked a bit much more on the pace. Mm-hmm. And he, he's got, not, not just him, the other six riders too, but single him out because he should not be at reserve the calibre of rider he is. And he should be looking to have a good night for us to stand a chance of winning tomorrow night. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so, re- I think really, Stuart, as well, I mean, the, the, the Brummies last performance obviously was at... Um, at Scunthorpe, and it was a defeat, yes, but it was a much improved performance, and certainly Birmingham's best away performance from the season. So you, you'll have, you'll be taking a lot of positives out of that one, I would have thought as well. We, we did. We gave we gave Scunthorpe a bit of a fright, you know, first seven or eight heats. Um, you know, they, they, they've done a bit of grading, extensive grading after I think it was heat ten or whatever it was, and they slickened it off a little bit. I think that was the you know 
for, for them, which is their prerogative. They can, they can do that. I've done stuff like that at Leicester before, and they pulled away from us in a lot of heats. But MD was at that meeting. You, you wouldn't think, you know, you know, it was a 12-point deficit scoreline we lost. Mm-hmm. We, we gave a good account of ourselves, and uh, we need more of the same. The balance in the team is right. There's three heat leaders, two second strings, and two reserves. Now, when you look at it on paper, it's right, but the riders need to perform to their true potential for it to work. Have you been to, able to sort of put your finger on why it is that sometimes they do and sometimes they don't? And I think that's a million-dollar question. <laughs> Anybody can answer that. You know, you'll, you'll say to riders, and, you know, and, and they're sometimes lost for looking for things as well. Um, so it, it does happen. They will use the word that they're trying to find consistency. I, I'm not really, I don't know much about engine setups. And like, I don't kid on that, do. That's one thing. The team manager, I know my remit doesn't go as far as that. There's some managers are ex-riders and they can maybe advise a rider on that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I'll leave that to rider and mechanic. But um, they're just striving just to try and get a bit of consistency and find the right setup all the time. It seems to be one of the most important things for a rider when everything's working well for them. They do just go out and score points and they don't change anything in the bike. I have noticed that with riders. And um, we... we 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 can go off to a good start tomorrow night. We've got Josh Pickering at number one. You know, we can go off to a decent start tomorrow night, and hopefully the atmosphere will build through the team because it's very difficult if you lose your first three or four heats and you're six or eight behind. Yeah, you try to yeah. pick up the riders. I can talk to them blue in the face, but ultimately it's what they do in the track. I can only talk so much, but once they go into the track, it's really in their hands to see how the result's going to be tomorrow night. And now that you've spent a bit of time at Birmingham, what's your sort of assessment of the club as a club? Well, I think, I think the supporters are very passionate. We, we just we just need more of them. Mm-hmm. Nigel Toll is very passionate. Um, we, talked, we spoke last night at Wolverhampton. Uh, I'm in contact constantly with him and uh, Lawrence Rogers. We are still looking at ways of improving the team if we possibly can. Uh, you know, I'm not giving names away, but we were speaking to a rider, you know, over the weekend, unfortunately, never came off for one reason or another. So we are still actively looking. Um, I think it goes with the responsibility of a team as if you can make it stronger. We, we, we certainly would. Um, and it pushes the seven riders on um, that are in the team at the moment. And, and hopefully after listening, they know they've got to do a job because, you know, I've been brought in to try and get this sixth spot. Let's not dress it up any other way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we Edinburgh picking up and away win, I think it was at Berwick. Um, we, um, you know, it's made it a little bit more difficult for us. Yeah, it, it's it feels strange that doesn't it that we're still two, two wins by August and still with the chance of winning the league. The <laughs> it's, 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 it's maybe something that I don't entirely agree with a top six, you know, in a, mm. in a, in a nineteen league. Uh, for me, it should be top four. But again, that's only my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I can understand why it's top six because. We're talking about it now. It's making it exciting the end of the season where if it had been top four, I dare say the season would be almost over for the, mm-hmm. the clubs yep. I've referred to in the interview so far. Absolutely. Right, if we can move um, away a little bit from um, Leicester and Birmingham and talk a little bit about Stuart Dixon. Um, so you're, you're here um, in the Midlands uh, looking after two Midlands clubs. Um, that's not a Midlands accent there. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, I'm from Glasgow. I travelled down on Monday 
last night, uh, well, yesterday afternoon, to, to get over Hampton. And I normally stay down for three or four nights during the week. There's obviously Birmingham tomorrow night. Um, I've got a practice day at Leicester tomorrow morning. Um, and then on Thursday, I'm at Sheffield with Leicester. And I'll head up the road on Thursday night. Uh, which will take me about four four hours to get, take up the road, four hours ten. So and then I've I've you know got a bit of time to myself. Apart from I head down to Berwick on Saturday with Birmingham, but it's an hour and a half. It's great. I love going to Berwick, and it's only a wee small, a wee short journey. But there is a bit of travelling involved for me. But as I say, it made sense while I was down here Monday and Thursday with Leicester in racing in the Premiership. Uh, the Birmingham when I when I spoke to the guys at Birmingham Wednesday night, I was already down here. It ticked the right boxes, mm-hmm. and during the speedway season, I, I just love watching speedway matches. I am a supporter, just like everybody else. But um, I'm, I've got a wee bit more involvement, and I'll be on the team management side. Mm. So, how did that come about? You be sort of coming into this the team manager side of things. Nick, Nick Morris and Justin Sageman had been at Nigel Tolly, I think, uh, for a few weeks, and they'd mentioned to me that they'd spoke to him, and they were eager to get me over, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, I advanced from there basically. Uh, Nigel Tolly uh, phoned me and we chatted. And I liked what he had to say. He seemed to like what I had to say. And that's where it really came from was obviously the, the two Leicester riders at the time. Obviously, yeah. Nick's not there now for obvious reasons, but that's where it came from. So, okay, so obviously my Birmingham accent, accent isn't, <laughs> isn't helping things at the moment. So, what I actually meant was how did you actually come into being a team manager in the first place? Sorry, how did I miss that? Okay, well, I was the co- I was the co-owner of Glasgow uh, from 2001, um, and I, I took over the team manager role. I think it was around about 2004, if I believe. So uh, at Glasgow, um, made a few other mistakes, but everybody does, you know, with team building. You know, we're, we're all kind of fans. Comes through the manager. I got the chance to, to actually fulfil that, and, and that's where it came for them. And I, I just, it just kind of took off from there. Okay, so I mean, I mean, yeah, we're we're all fans, and we all we all think we can do better than whoever yeah, is, is out there. That's what it's all about. I watch yeah. football on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon, and I think myself I could do better when I used to play football myself. Yeah, it's just the nature of all sports as we watch it. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we have to. I have to. I do have to. Obviously, you're probably limited in what you can say, really, at the moment, Stuart. But of course, it has been made yeah. public now that. Um, Leicester, of course, is now up for sale. Um, yeah. Obviously, of course, looking to try and find a, a buyer for a club that's it, it seems in, in a better position than it was certainly when when Damien Bates took over the club in uh, 2017. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you, you probably can't say too much, but where, where are we? Where what's your, what's your gut feeling with that? Is 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 that I think there's been interest that's already been shown in in taking over the club. There has been two or three interested parties. I think talks are ongoing, obviously, more with the owners than me. But, you know, they, they do keep me in the loop. And I, and I did know they were pretty up, up front and honest about it all. Um, and it's been, um, I think there is, there's talks, as I say, going on with two or three different parties. Um, it, needs to get, it needs to get over the line. For me, the, the sooner the better. I know how speed we work. Um, there'll be illegal approaches getting made already to riders for next season, even though we don't know what makeup is in the league, because mm-hmm. that's the nature, nature of the sport. I say illegal approaches with, you know, a kind of, a kind of laughing phone next day because, uh, you know, it's just, you know, you're not allowed to speak to riders. Mm-hmm. But it, it goes on. It goes on all the time. And I know that at Leicester, since I've been there and at Glasgow previously, round about August, September, you, 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 you kind of, 
nipping away, maybe just saying to riders, would you be interested, you know, if, you know, blah, blah, if there was a chance to come to less. So the quicker the better it happens for, a, for, for someone to take over the club because um, you don't want to be going into October um, and it's amazing you turn up at the AGM in November and, you know, you, you get a sense of feeling from pre-AGM what sort of system is going to be in place for 2024 and you'll find out that clubs have already been talking to riders, which is their prerogative. Everybody does it. So I don't, I wouldn't want Leicester to get left behind. That, that, that's my only worry. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's slightly concerning, of course, with the top league, and obviously, you know, there's you know, Peterborough's obviously massive doubts. Michael and Wolverhampton, of course, obviously got doubts as well, um, and obviously this you know, situation with uh, with Leicester. I mean, we've we've talked about it many times in the past on on this show, Stuart, about the you know the possible spectre of, of one big league looming as, as opposed to the the current three league system we've got at the moment. Yeah, I mean, again, I think everything not will be up, will be up for discussion. I don't think anything's off the table. For me personally, um, you know, I, I think you know, you know, worst comes to, I'm hoping, I'm, and I know the Wolverhampton guys are, they're hoping they can get some sort of stay of execution, uh, where they look for another, look for uh, another site. Uh, I think Peterborough, I think Buster announced today or last night that you know they're going to be struggling, obviously. But if, if Wolves, you know, can somehow continue next season for one more year at, at the same venue, then six teams is. It's certainly doable. It's been done. It's been done in the past. I dare say it was free up a couple of riders as well to make the the, the league a bit stronger if that's the way they want to go. But again, it could be. You know, we'll have a general council meeting. I'm pretty sure whether it be the end of this month or very early September to discuss all things speedway with all the promoters. And I, I dare say the topic of one league will come up. For me, there's not enough riders. Um, there is not enough riders, and also. I've got a fear that we could we could lose riders to going abroad because some of the riders at the moment who are say seven eight point riders in the championship and maybe a six point rider in the premiership that they're making a I think a decent living out of the racing maybe three or four nights a week. If we take that opportunity away, rightly or wrongly, then there could be a snowball effect that they they go looking for racing opportunities abroad. Mm-hmm. Something that slightly concerns me. Yeah, I mean it didn't really. The, the one big league, of course, was last trot. I mean, I can remember the last the last time it was tried back in the in the nineties. It was it only lasted for for two years, and it really didn't work in the end. I think there was just too much of a gap between some of the, the teams that had come up compared to the teams yeah. that had come down from the from the top league. I remember, I think it was in about ninety five, ninety six. Yep. Glasgow, Glasgow were part of it. I was I was just a supporter at that time, but um, it, it was difficult. You, you still with the what I call the elite league teams that were holding all the top. I think Glasgow done actually like finished sixth or seventh. And in a big 18 team league or whatever, run about that number, but we're never going to win it. And um, for me, I, I don't know. It doesn't. It, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't work for the reason it didn't continue. But um, there's there's going to be a few smarter people than me around the table when we have discussions, and hopefully they'll have some ideas of what we can do. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I know we say it every year it's almost as if we need to totally restructure, you know, but. It's easier said than done. I could write down ideas and take it and present it sort of thing. I do have ideas, but there's always somebody who will counter it. And that, that's no being negative or trying to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But it's just, just sometimes you don't realise what you put forward. There can be pitfalls, and that goes for any. Everybody wants us to, to prosper. We know that. But 
it's not just as easy as that, unfortunately. And uh, finally, um, th- thank you very much, by the way. Um, finally, I, I would be a remiss of me not to mention, I don't know, I've left it right to the end, so you can dock and run away if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I imagine there's not a lot that you can say, but um, obviously Nick Morris is a, a, a word that is, is a name that looms high at the moment in both Leicester and Birmingham. Do you? Is there anything more that you can say about what's going on there? And do you think he's going to be able to return uh, to British think, Speedway? Yeah, I can. It's, it's, uh, obviously, there's not, you're right, I can't, can't say too much about it. I believe the hearing was put back at the request of uh, Nick's solicitor. Mm-hmm. I think it's next week. It might be next Wednesday, if I believe, a week tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's what it is. Um, on the side of what happened, I can't comment too much. I was, I was at Birmingham, but I wasn't in the room when the test took place. Uh, obviously, I've heard conflicting stories like everybody else has. Um, it's, I mean, me and myself and Nick go back a long way. I brought him over when he was 15 from Australia uh, to race for Glasgow Tigers. He raced for boxing initially in the National League, now he raced for Glasgow the following year when we won the league. So we go back a long way. Obviously, it's, uh, there's been an error of judgment somewhere along the lines in Nick's part. And I can't really say too much more than that. I think we just need to wait until we find out the true findings, hopefully within the next week to 10 days. OK, that's great. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, well, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Stuart. It's been a, a no great interview. And I will probably see you tomorrow. If you want to come come and say hi to me, I'll be standing on the first bend holding the red flag. So. <laughs> red flag. First bend, red flag. That's I'll me. See you tomorrow night. Okay. <laughs> you take care. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Take care. Cheers, cheers, mate. Bye-bye. 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 B
I'll go for pool boy four. I'll go pool by um, eight. I'm going to say pool by eight as well. Ooh. Okay. Next up is Birmingham against Redcar. Oh, dear. That's up to me. That's up to you. I'll go Redcar by ten. Where? Called himself a Brummie. Yeah. <gasps> Actually, I'm from the black country. <clears throat> if you're from the black country, I'm China. Um... I'm going to say Birmingham by four, please. I'm going to say Red Car by four. Okay. Because I think, you know, it's, it's, as, as, as you said, as, as, uh, as Stuart's already said as well, so, huge win for Birmingham. Yeah. Huge result for Birmingham if they can get that win. So. Absolutely. Okay, Sheffield against Leicester is the next one. That's a, a crucial meeting. Yeah. Sheffield, of course, now out of the top four. With Ty Waffenden. Yep. Uh, that's up to me, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I'm going to say, oh dear, he's, uh, I've just told I've just told Stuart where to find me tomorrow now as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go draw. My camera's frozen, so that's how disgraced I am. Oh yeah? Okay. Uh, Matt? I will go for Sheffield by six. He doesn't know where to find me, does he? No, but I'll, just, I'll point him out and say, you made me do it. Uh, I'll go Sheffield by 10. Okay. Next up is Ipswich against Kings Lynn. Really trying hard, aren't they, Ipswich, to get in that top four. Um, it's up to you, Matt. Ipswich by 20. Ooh. Ipswich by 18. Ipswich by 24. Okay. Glasgow against Plymouth is the next one. Is that up to me? Yes. Glasgow by 10. Glasgow by 16. I'll go Glasgow by 16 as well. Okay. Next up is Redcar against Edinburgh in the Championship. That's up to Mike, is it? It is, yeah. Red car by 12. Red car by 10. I'll go red car by 8. Okay, Scunthorpe against Paul is the next one. And Matt? Paul by 4. I'll go Paul by 10. Pool by six. Okay, Workington against Kent in the National League is next. That's you, Chris. Workington by six. Kent by two. Workington by four. Okay, Berwick against Birmingham in the Championship. I don't think we've ever done very well at Berwick. Difficult track, isn't it? Mm. It's not, not never been a very good hunting ground. I don't think for for Birmingham or for anybody. So, so uh, given that being the case, I'm going to say Birmingham by four. <laughs> I'll go Berwick by eight. I'll go Berwick by twelve. Hope, as they say, and that will be followed eternal. by the national league match between Berwick and Leicester. That's what's a match. Berwick versus Leicester. 
Leicester by 10. I'll go Leicester by 14. Leicester by 10 as well. Okay. Uh, Plymouth against Redcock is the penultimate one. Uh, that's up to me, isn't it? Yep. Red card by four. Red card by six. I've gone red card by 12. And lastly, of course, Monday, the British final. Yeah. So we'll do the same thing as we did for the World Cup. One for one point if you get a win, if you get the winner right. Two points if you get the top three. Three points if you get the top three in the right order. Um... So you want the lineup now, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, this is the lineup for the uh, British final on uh, Monday at Bellevue. Uh, Simon Lambert at one, Adam Ellis at two, Richie Worrell at three, Kyle Howarth at four, Craig Cook at five, Danny King at six, Rory Schlein at seven, Tom Brendan eight, Ben Barker at nine, Chris Harris at ten. Steve Worrell, 11. Leon Flint, 12. Richard Lawson, 13. Lewis Kerr, 14. Dan Bewley, 15. And Charles Wright, 16. Winner of the meeting or the runner-up if Bewley clinches back-to-back titles will receive the wild card for the Grand Prix at Cardiff on September the 2nd. OK, so I'm going to go Bewley, Wright and Ellis. In that order? In that order. I'm going to go for Dan Beauty to win it. I'm going to go for Charles Wright second. And I'm going to go for Danny King third. I did, nearly did say Danny King. Yep. Um, But I just want to motivate him for tomorrow. Yep. (laughs) I'll go, I'll go slightly different to that. I'll go Wright, Beauty King in that order. Charles Wright could spring a surprise because he's had a good season. Mm. Of course, he rides the track every week, doesn't he? Mm. So, and that completes our uh, predictions. So, obviously, if you've not already put your predictions up, and uh, we'll get them uh, put on the table, and it'll look even smaller next week. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we should say thank you to everybody for uh, taking part. Yeah, taking part. Um, we do. You know, we should mention it is the Nigel Pearson yeah. um, Prediction League. For obvious reasons, yep. we've got Bewley, Wright, and Kerr by Craig Smith. Interesting. Okay, right. Um, we have a Grand Prix. We do. It returns to uh, to uh, the forefront after the World Cup, of course. The FIM Speedway Grand Prix heads to Latvia for the first time since 2017, as it makes its debut in the capital city of Riga. So it is the 2023 FIM Latvian Speedway GP by far one of the biggest, one of the sport's biggest rising nations makes a much as anticipated return to the Speedway GP calendar for the circuit that was first constructed in 2014 and has since staged a number of FIM events. I can't remember much about this circuit. Is it a good one? Is it? I don't think I've ever seen a meeting there before. Certainly, yeah. the, obviously, it's the first time that the Grand Prix has been there because mm-hmm. the Grand Prix have always been at Daggerfields when it was in, in Latvia. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's a bit of an unknown quantity. I don't think many people are that familiar with. I mean, I would imagine a lot of the riders have ridden there anyway. But uh, it's uh, going to be uh, going to be an interesting one. Of course, it does look like, um, to all intents and purposes, uh, 
Bartos Smarznik is uh, well on the way to winning that fourth <coughs> world title. It does. I think we're looking at now who's going to come second, aren't we? Yeah. Really. I mean, can Bewley win another? I have a question, actually. Has anybody ever been in so many finals and won every single one of the ones that he's been in? I don't think they have, actually. That's quite a record, isn't it? Mm, I think it is, yeah. Mm. I mean, a few people would say probably say Chris Harris, wouldn't they? But he's been in he's been in two or three finals, yeah. not just that, not yeah, just the uh, exactly. the one at uh, Cardiff in two thousand and two thousand and seven. Can I give you my stupid speedway question of the week? No. So, <laughs> in a minute, yes. Well, actually, so give give us now, then we'll okay. carry on discussing this, and what, we can think about. Is your there a shortage of speedway team managers? No, because I'll do the job. If not, you do why, the job. Why, why do you get? Why do you get? I don't think Steve yes is want me to do the job at no. once, To be fair, so. if not, why do you get one team manager managing two clubs? Well, it is, it is, it, it is an anomaly. To be mm. fair, it's, it's not. I don't. I don't think that's I ever don't. happened before that I'm aware of. Mm. Well, okay. Um, I suppose have, must have happened before somewhere. There is probably a shortage of experienced team managers. Team managers. Yeah. I think yeah. you could certainly say that. Mm. Um, Surely there must be former sport, former speedway riders that would, you know, just jump at that chance to yeah, give you the go. I suppose it de- a lot depends on Spondulics. Yep. I did tell you it was a stupid question. It's not, no, well, it's not no a stupid sh- question, no. really. It's, it's an interesting one, isn't yeah. it? It's one that, uh, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm trying there to... Are I'm, no I'm, stupid I'm, questions. I'm asking the question uh, from the other side, basically. You know, you know for, for people who don't understand mm-hmm. it, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't happen in, in any other sport, would it, really? Yeah, she so you can imagine Pep Guardiola managing Man City and Birmingham. Yeah. Can't you? So. <laughs> yeah, or rugby or anything, or cricket or... Yeah. I suppose the only time of other time apparently possibly Neil, Neil Street managed Paul and Newport apparently the, the, the late Neil Street yes mm. I think he did for a short period um, obviously what? you've had you've had cases where managers have managed clubs nationally and internationally at the same time but it's a bit different isn't it so mm-hmm. and, what, and what happens when these pra- two teams meet well in Birmingham and Leicester's t- oh, uh, they're, mates. they're, they're in not different. because they're different in different yeah, leagues yeah. Oh, right, so. okay. yeah, yeah. If, if they did what would happen <laughs> <laughs> oh, an interesting question. Yeah. Answer well, the one thing about the one thing for Stuart Dixon, he wouldn't have to change the colour of his tie, would he? So, yeah. the same well, I, yeah, I alluded to that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll think of a stupid. Pal- week, apparently, yeah. Alan Rossiter has. Uh-huh. Says Dave Twine. I don't know who for. He did for G- he was for GB for a while, wasn't he? Whilst mm-hmm. he was uh, whilst he was with Swindon, it's not so. quite the same thing, but mm. yeah. Yeah, um, it is. It is an, an mm. you, that word that he said. It's a sea anemone, um, yeah. but it seems to work okay. Mm. Yeah, and he seems to have a passion for Birmingham, which is what you want to see. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see whether uh, whether he stays on Birmingham after this season. Well, we don't know what's what's going to happen after this season at this yeah. point, do we? So that's it. That's I think that's one of the things that did come over in that interview, was, it was his passion. Mm. Mm. There was a lot of passion in that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't understand what he was saying. Or was that just his accent? But yeah. <laughs> He's probably yeah. saying the same thing about you, to be yeah. fair with you. <laughs> a lot of people do, yeah. <laughs> that's the alcohol, though. Uh, Richard Thomas says you can't do two teams in one league, mm. which oh. makes sense. So... 
And there you go. Uh, do we think Swingland could come back next season? Stand appears to be in the process of being built. Really? Break. I'd like to think so, but yeah, I, I, I need them. can't. Well, I think they need another team, certainly. But mm. uh, I, I, I'd love to think they would, but I just can't see it myself. Mm. I mean, as far I mean, who owns the promoting rights now? Because I don't think Terry Russell owns them. I think he sold them on, didn't he? So. I think he did, yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah. So um, I've also I've also heard a couple of um, positive remarks about um, Rye House. Um, there's the planning permission or something had been rejected for uh, getting rid of the, the speedway track. Uh-huh. Um, so that's positive, I guess. Uh, yeah, Rich Thomas says Swindon won't go back to the Abbey. Dogs only. Okay. That, that, well, that's that's my gut feeling. To be fair, if they're going to get back, it would have to be at another venue. So, but finding that net, finding so, that new venue is going to be the problem. I think. Um, as it walls are finding out, and yep. uh, maybe Birmingham have to, will have to look for. We no, don't well, know. At least Birmingham, know. we've got a few years to look we, by. We though, believe by so. Yeah. Or, or to, what's been said. So. Right. Well, I think we've uh, we've done it. We're done. Wait, We've done it. <laughs> Don't know what we've done. But. Yeah. Thank you very much um, to everybody for joining us on the shout box, um, and thank you very much for Stuart Dixon. Uh, very informative interview. We will see you next week. Good luck. Enjoy your speedway this week, and come and watch Birmingham. Bye. Good night. Yeah.